The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a caught preteen Swedish boy. Back into it at Tail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. We say hi to Evan Bland with the Omaha World Herald. Ready to talk uh, some coaching search and some Husker football. Evan, how's your uh, midweek doing, bud? Hang man, dressing up a little warmer these days, but uh, yeah, doing just fine. So, is there a is there a target date for you with with this announcement or? Uh, are you just kind of watching the, the, the names swirl? <laughs> well, I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit before. To me, you got to have somebody in place by the time the transfer portal opens for business December 5th. I think that's, that's sort of the, the one that you look at. And, you know, that, that, that gives you some time after the Iowa game to make your announcement and put it out there and, um, I think the the timing discussion has always been sort of interesting where there's this thought that, okay, does the game ends Friday? Does Nebraska make a decision the following day on Saturday? Or, or do you wait and try to avoid getting that news sort of drowned out in the day of big games and Ohio State, Michigan and everything else going on? So to me, it still makes the most sense to do it sometime between the end of the season finale in Iowa and that Monday the 5th when things really open up and you have to protect your roster and you start recruiting from other other teams like that. So uh, it, I just I feel like if it was Mickey Joseph, you'd go ahead and make that announcement now and, and build some excitement and, and additional momentum for these last two games. Um, you know, if it's, if it's somebody who's still coaching a team through the rest of the regular season and potentially on championship Saturday after that, I think it makes all the more sense to continue to wait here. Um, but that's sort of the, the little, I suppose, stretch that I'm looking at is between the Iowa game and the portal opening. You know, Evan, I think uh, you want bang for buck. I think you get your guy and then you, you make that announcement uh, 9 a.m. Uh, nationally. So it's on game day. It's on big noon. And then... You could even do the introductory presser after and, and maybe have whoever it is on site, video conferenced in, whatever, uh, and, and then kind of own the morning ahead of kickoff. But 
Uh, You've also got two undefeated teams for that last, presumably last playoff spot if there's not a a toe that's stubbed in the Big Ten championship game. So I I think, you know, from from a media bang standpoint, I think you could do it Saturday morning. Been a lot of Sunday press conferences over the last few years. So uh, that's an option. And where where are you at? What side of the fence? Trev's got his guy. Trev's still waiting on an answer from a guy. Yeah, it's, it's a really good question because it's been, as we know, very uh, tight-lipped and, and close to the vest. Uh, I think you can sort of interpret it either way. Um, my inclination is that they've got a handful of candidates that they're looking at, but that they have not made a firm decision. I think uh, all the smoke that we've that we've had with Matt Rule and and how he's rumored to have been in Lincoln uh, is interesting. I don't know that anything's finalized there, or, or we probably would have heard something at this point. Um, so t- to me, and just from from sort of some behind the scenes stuff, I, I, my sense is that they have a, a limited pool. Obviously, that's something that they've been whittling down. Travis been whittling down for weeks and months now. Um, but that it's it's not necessarily totally set who exactly that individual is going to be at this time. Evan, what do you think uh, the odds are that we're just, we've just all been wrong this entire time? It hasn't been a name that we've floated out there. It's it's not Matt Rule. What do you think? It's the, Sean the Payton. Sean Payton. This is what I'm down, saying. This right? is some cloak and dagger, something like USC pulled off last year where – you know what? They had their guy. They had their guy the entire time. And while the national media may have been surprised and even local media may have been surprised, it was something that had been in the works. What, what do you think the chances are of that as, as this coaching search goes on longer and longer? Right. Well, I mean, you know, you don't have to go back too far to see when that's happened at Nebraska with Mike Riley. <laughs> and that was somebody who wasn't on anybody's radar. So I think if you're looking, if you're Nebraska and you've whittled this thing down to a handful of names, yeah, I think there's a chance that one of those names, maybe two, are guys that we're not openly discussing. But I do think that others are guys who have been candidates from the start, whether that's Lance Leipold, whether that's uh, you know Matt Rule, who wasn't necessarily from the start, but, but as he went along, you kind of knew it was trending that way. Um, so I think it's a mix. Uh, again, you, it's, it's so hard to say because it's – it's Trev Alberts. It's a search firm. It's uh, you know a couple other maybe support apparatuses in place that are helping vet these candidates. And what we can evaluate on the outside is stuff like is this guy a program builder? Where are his recruiting ties? Um, but there's so much other intangible stuff that I think is going into this thing. Whether that's personality, whether that's uh, you know what their approach is to winning in the Big Ten. Whether that's if somebody, if it's somebody who's out of coaching, wants to get back into coaching, or if it's somebody at a program that wants to leave that program right now, I think there's a sort of a personal side to the thing that you really have to do your due diligence on because you know Nebraska is a unique place with the expectations, with sort of the the 24/7 nature of it. Um, I think what, in some ways, what made a good college coach 15 years ago has changed when you talk about the transfer portal and you talk about NIL. Like it's, there are just some different skill sets beyond uh, X's and O's and, and being sort of a, a great play caller. I think that, that CEO element of managing people, of having a big-picture vision, of being a grinder, those are all things that you can't 
look up uh, on a stat sheet or in a, in a resume necessarily. You have to get to know the person. You have to talk to people around that individual and figure that out. And I think that maybe has been the best part for Nebraska of having as long of a runway as they've had in this coaching search is, is for Trev and, and associates to really have a deeper understanding um, of what this job requires and then how, how well these different candidates are compatible in that way. And Evan, I know it's hard to, to judge right now with this not being a finished product, but thus far, how have you rated Trev Alberts and his job going and performing this coaching search? It's been tight-lipped. He's keeping his cards close to his chest, and, and we don't really know all that much of anything of what's going on, at least inside Trev's head, inside Trev's office. Yeah, in that sense, it's been really impressive. I mean, typically in these situations, you'll see little little hints of things that are going on say you know hey Dave Aranda got an extension over here you know what's how, how coincidental is that you haven't seen anything like that with with candidates that have been um, you know speculated getting extensions you haven't seen really much at all from national writers and, and reporters who uh, are talking to agents and things like that you, you just haven't seen many of those leaks which is pretty impressive I think it speaks to uh, just how few people have been in the loop on this thing. Um, you know, it's. I, I think Trev is being. I think Trev's being thorough, really thorough in this. He's had a lot of time to think about it. You can tell when you talk to him. He has in mind the, the type of candidate that he's wanted. Um, you know, at the same time, I think he would probably say, in hindsight, that that it hasn't been a perfect first year for him as AD. I mean, um, you know, the decision to keep Scott Frost. It obviously didn't work out. Um, they they let him go and, and essentially ate seven and a half million dollars when they could have saved that if they had they kept him on for three more weeks this fall. So I think there are some other sort of things along the way that you um, that you look at and, and, and maybe that can be something that comes up in discussions later too. But certainly in terms of the search and and doing your due diligence and talking to people and getting a sense outside of the Nebraska bubble the challenges and the perks of this job, I think it's been uh, about as strong of an effort as you could hope for. And, and again, I'm going to be uh, really interested to see when this is all over, um, what this experience was like for him, what kind of feedback he got from people, and ultimately who they feel like is the guy to lead Nebraska football out of the doldrums here in the 21st century. Evan Bland with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Find him on Twitter at Evan Bland O-W-H. You know, I think there's so many in this state that want Mickey to stay on. We'll see what's best for Mickey and his family. But I think uh, that's very key, Evan. And what what type of percentage would – and I know it depends on the hire, but I'm wondering your gut says what on, on Mickey staying. And, and some of these guys on staff that have done a heck of a job. Right. Yeah, I mean – It'll be interesting. Uh, I feel like there's a pretty decent chance. Uh, you know, if it's a guy like Leipold, for example, um, you know, he when he came on at Kansas, he kept uh, one of their assistants who was sort of their recruiting point man, um, and, and that's helped in, in their transition. So, you know, that wouldn't be unprecedented if he were to do that. I think there are some coaches, and, and people mention Matt Campbell in this way a lot, some coaches who have their guys, and, and that's how it's going to be. But I think there are a lot of other coaches who sort of, you know, you reset, you you draw on some of your connections from other stops that you've been at, and then you look at the institution that you're taking over and say, who are your strongest 
staffers there that you could potentially retain. And, and as everybody knows, Mickey Joseph's reputation as a as an elite recruiter and somebody who's built relationships and as a grinder, those all speak for themselves. I think Bill Bush is somebody else who you can look at and say, you know, this guy's an asset, whether it's as a coordinator, whether that's as a recruiter, um, whatever it might be on staff. So I think you have to consider those guys. But, you know, you, you, I think if you're the new head coach, too, you have to be comfortable in your own skin. You have to be okay with the fact that if you lose a couple games, you're probably going to get a couple, you know, in the minority who say, oh, what about Coach Mickey, right? Like you can't, you, you can't be um, insecure enough to be looking over your shoulder and saying, hey, what if, what if I don't do well and this guy on staff um, – you know, is somebody that people want. So I I think it really does depend on who the head coach is. But again, you talk about certainly the short-term transition when you are trying to retain players on your roster, you're trying to recruit, Um, you know, Mickey Joseph seems like only an asset in that regard. As everybody knows, a number of players on this current roster are here almost exclusively because of their relationship with Mickey Joseph, whether that's Trey Palmer or whoever else. So, um, you know, I, I think he, he's expressed to the World Herald and others uh, a desire to stay in some capacity. This isn't his alma mater. He's put in a lot of work here. Um, but, again, as you said, it's, it's going to depend on who that hire is and how comfortable they feel retaining somebody who's already here versus bringing in somebody that they've known previously. Evan Bland is with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And, Evan, about 30 seconds left here. Last thought, Nebraska-Wisconsin on Saturday. If you had to get a bet in today, is Casey Thompson going to be behind center on Saturday? I would say they're going to give it a go. Yeah, I, I think he'll be out there in some fashion. I don't know how the weather sort of holds up with his hand, uh, if he takes a hit, whatnot. But I do think the way that it's trended with him practicing this week and the way that he's been able to recover here for the last couple, um, that, they, that they'll try to put him out there. As we said, they haven't beaten Wisconsin in 10 years, spanning eight games. It's the seniors' last home game. It's the last chance to build momentum. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons to, to go ahead and give it a go, uh, and I think he's, he's game to give it a shot. Evan Bland with us. Evan, we'll see you on Senior Day. Thanks for the time today. Thanks, guys.